0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Day Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us, or catch past broadcasts, or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are coming up on Christmas weekend, where many of you will be spending time with friends and family, and this is, uh, you know, this is a, a blessing for many of us, but it's also a hard time because we feel those words that Jesus spoke in the Gospel of Matthew when he said that, I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. And what Jesus is, is meaning there, at least in part, is that the Gospel divides families according to how individuals respond. There are there are two families that exist in this world. There are those who belong to the family of heaven, and there are those who belong to the family of this world that is perishing. And one of the ways that uh, the scripture gives us to help us to determine, you know, where we fit in, what, what family do we belong to, is that there are signs of true conversion. And our hope that during this holiday season is if you're one of those persons that are desiring to have a conversation with, with maybe a nominal Christian in your family, that maybe you can be equipped here uh, to understand that there are true, genuine signs of conversion. That's what we've been looking at this week. And so today we look at our third sign. You are itching to say something. I'm
1: going to jump in real quickly. Okay, um, These signs of conversion, sometimes are called marks of grace. So maybe you've had children or you yourself had to do a leaf Project where you went out and collected leaves, and you had to identify the type of tree that it was based upon the the leaf and the and the the fruit, the, like the the cones or berries or whatever that the fruit have. Um, so we can tell what type of tree it is by its bark, by its leaves, by its fruit, um, whether it's cones or or whatever. That's that's what this all is. Mm-hmm. We're identifying the tree is it a tree that belongs to the kingdom of heaven or is it a a tree that belongs to the kingdom of earth Um, and so just like you can identify a type of tree by its marks you also can identify whether somebody is truly a child of god or not by marks or the lack thereof Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and i and i just want to reemphasize Russ, something that you said a few days ago um that, that these marks are given uh, for our assurance that, that you can know that you're, you're a child of God. They're not given so that you can evaluate the, the people that God has placed in your life and you can arrive at a judgment uh, about somebody else's conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, that, that's, a, uh, that's a dangerous path to, to walk down uh, because ultimately you don't know. Um, but you can know these signs in your own life and you can ask yourself these questions. Are these signs present in my life?
0: Can I press back just for maybe somebody who might be hearing that slightly differently? Because um, I agree with you. I, I We've talked for hours and hours on this broadcast together. Um, is it not true that some of these marks are helpful in either pre-evangelistic conversations or, or conversations, at least so that you know what's going on in, in terms of what the Scripture says about conversion, but also so that you can challenge you know, some of the people we're talking to. So, for instance, let me give you a for instance. I was out preaching the gospel one time on the street, sharing, handing out gospel tracts. And, you know, pretty much everybody well, not everybody you talk to, but many people you talk to, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I've done that, you know, yada, yada, yada. And my next question is, oh, that's great. Where do you go to ch- where do you fellowship at? Oh, I, I don't, I don't go to church. And so then knowing what these signs of conversion are, I immediately said, well, you know what Jesus said that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So Jesus is giving a kind of a mark of conversion there in that statement. do you think that that's okay to use in our evangelism yeah,
2: ab- well absolutely of course um and, and the way you're using that you know you're using it as uh you're you're wielding a weapon of grace <laughs> to call people uh closer to christ and and to and to open the you know open their heart and surrender more to christ but um you're you're not using it as a a You're weapon. not using it as a weapon to beat people over the head, yeah. Right.
1: But I, we are also to observe other people. I mean, Jesus says in Matthew 7, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Yeah. And then later on he'll say, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. So there is a, a, a way where we do engage with other people where we're looking at them and saying – you know what? You're saying this, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I'm seeing any fruit in your life. I need to be careful. I need mm-hmm. to be wary. I'm not maybe going to allow you to speak into my life. I'm not going to follow you because I see no evidence, outward evidence, right. that mm-hmm. there's true saving faith. That's not for me to condemn. Sure. It's for me to be wise and discerning. And that also, I think, applies in conversations that we're having with people in evangelistic settings where we're, we're saying, okay, I'm just going through a mental checklist, and I'm seeing no fruit, no signs of conversion here. Sure. So it will help inform our conversation. It allows us to, to, to be able to, to, to poke and to prod and to lead and to guide how we're going to engage with them, not mm-hmm. to say authoritatively. I can tell you that you are not a child of God, but right. it will allow us hopefully to be winsome and season yeah. our conversation with salt mm-hmm. to know where to push, mm-hmm. to yep. know where to prod. Well, and good.
3: And, and it... And it First of all, it's got to be focused personally with one yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, examine yourself to see whether you're of the faith. You know, what was that old uh, thing somebody said, if you were put on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Right. Um, you know, so there there is a concern there. We're talking about that concern that there would be a corresponding, you know, w- we look at, uh, you know, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Uh, Kindness, long suffering. We're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. If you're a Christian, if the Spirit dwells in you, then you know you're not going to have. Well, I'm kind, but I'm not patient. You know, this the whole fruit. It's one. It goes together, and you're going to have all these things evidenced in your life.
0: Yep. Amen.
3: Mm. Well, we've been looking at. uh,
0: Let's see, three signs, two signs so far. So today is the third sign. And here's the sign for today, the sign of, of, of conversion. One who is converted will possess the likeness of a child of God. One who is converted will possess the likeness of a child of God. And, and let's just think about this in the natural realm. We're all familiar with the fact that when you have people who are born to the same parents and belong to the same family, though they're going to differ tremendously in many ways, there is a, uh, there's generally a family likeness. There is something in common that you can recognize in all of them. Now, that is something that's also profoundly true in the Christian life. So um, how does this translate to a truly converted person? In other words, a converted person will p- possess the likeness of a child of God. What does that translate to? What does that look like?
1: As a, as a parent, I have five kids, and it's just as, as you watch them grow, you, you do see in them not just physical characteristics of either my wife or myself, You see mannerisms, you see speech patterns, you see um, how they react um, to different things. That as they've been in our home, as they genetically are connected to us, we see ourselves in our children at times. And unfortunately, most of the time, that's a scary and negative thing where we're like, ugh. The poor child is acting like me again. And what I used to, how I raised my children was, I I just said to them, "Remember, when you're out in public, you act like your mother. (laughs) When you're at home, you can act like dad. But when you're out in public, act like your mom." Like mom. Amen. Amen. (laughs) But the same is true as a child of God. As we spend time with our heavenly Father, as we spend time with our elder brother Jesus Christ we become like them. We begin to sound like them. We begin to react like them. We begin to love like them and think like them. Jonathan said um, the other day that we think God's thoughts after him, that we resemble them in at least degrees. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long ways off. Yeah. Yeah. Be holy yeah. as your Father in heaven is <clears throat> holy. That's, yes.
3: a, that's a degree that I might have, but yes. that's not a, I'm, I've never reached that uh, or attained that. And I think as... I think, for instance, if I'm going to be like Christ, I'm going to love His church because He loves His church. Um, I want to have fellowship with uh, His brothers and sisters because He wants fellowship with His brothers and sisters. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, want to follow Him in discipleship. I want to learn more and more and grow to be more and more like Him because. Um, that's, that's all part of it, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to obey him for the same reasons he obeys his Father in heaven. Um, you know, he, I, I, I come to do his will. Mm-hmm. I mean, there all these like, – that's where the likeness is going to begin is in a response because conversion actually changes the heart. I mean, regeneration changed the heart. Conversion is the outworking of that change of the heart. Um, and so um, it, my desires, my affections, my will, all changes as a result of those things.
2: Here, here are some words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Mm-hmm. In other words, when you love your enemies, when you show love to those who oppose you, you are reflecting your Father because that's that's the way our heavenly Father mm-hmm. loves the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a family resemblance, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's a sign—one sign of conversion. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that, and, 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 uh, as Russ said a minute ago, we're looking at it way, way, way off. Because we're talking about God's love and mercy. Um, but when when I begin, even with baby steps, to love my enemies, I'm looking like my Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. In First John 3, John is going to talk about, basically, you're a child of God, you'll look like a child of God, you'll do the things of the Father, mm-hmm. or you're a child of the devil. Yep and you'll do the works of the devil. You you the children follow their father. That's right. And there's only two choices about who our father is. And you'll behave like one or the other. And the the part of this is also a call that you always want to reflect well upon your father. And we're not talking about merely external
0: things here, no. because you don't have to be truly converted to go to church. Uh, you don't have to be truly converted to be kind of fascinated with, with preaching. You don't have to be truly converted to even talk about Jesus uh, around the holidays. We've kind of done the negative work of saying what conversion is not. Mm-hmm. But you do have to be truly converted to have love and joy and peace all those fruits of the holy spirit mm-hmm.
1: and love like first corinthians 13 talks about love personified in jesus christ the mm-hmm. ultimate fulfillment of first corinthians 13
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then it's also to be seen in us and if you just slowly work through first corinthians 13 and say i can see this in jesus christ and that's also my call upon me to love with that type of kindness and patience, a love that's not rude or self-centered or self-seeking or all of these things that I'm gonna protect. And, and that's a different level of love than the superficial love that permeates society. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We've been going over the signs of conversion. Conversion is the greatest miracle that a person can undergo in this world and it comes with tangible effects. And so if you've missed any of our past broadcasts, just go to reformationboise.com. You can find um, a link there, or you can just search us on your iTunes store um, and look up The Gospel for Life. You can find us there. Uh, We hope to see you next time.